bless you. Praise God. Oh, we serve a good God. Amen. We serve a good, good God. Happy Father's Day one more time. So glad. Give it up for our fathers. Praise God. Amen. And I have a Father's Day message. Uh, we'll talk about a couple things first. Just so excited. We're, we had a cruise slash missions event, and we'll talk more about it uh, maybe in the weeks to come about some ways that we can help. And, but the time frame that we're on, uh, it's about 7.30, what we're used to. So if we feel a little sluggish, it's better than the first service. <laughs> uh, I hope you're having a good day. I hope you have big plans. I read an article, uh, so I want to com- commend you all. We re- I read an article a while back that this is like the busiest camping weekend of the year where fathers, you know, take their uh, kids camping, fishing, all that. So thanks for making time to come to church and, uh, and taking time out of your schedule. We really do appreciate it. And I know God appreciates it. And I love, uh, I love the song list today. I love what God's doing. Uh, kind of a cool thing happened in the airport. Uh, Jenny and I uh, like to sit together, obviously, uh, on, on planes. And the trip, it was about, it was an hour and a half flight to Chicago, and we had a layover, then it was a, about a three-and-a-half-hour flight or four-hour flight to uh, Seattle. And so uh, the flight to Chicago, we were together, and the flight to Seattle, we weren't. And so we were looking at our tickets, and Janie had a middle seat, and I had a window seat five rows back and over. And we were figuring out, you know, how could we, uh, how, how we can work this thing out. And, you know, nobody wants a middle seat on a plane. It's, it's absolutely horrible. And so I, I just, I said, just waiting in line, I said, Lord, just, you know, if we could just have your favor, this would be so cool somehow. And Janie said, well, I'll, I'll see if the person, you know, wants to trade with me, or if you see the person wants to trade with you, and we can figure it out. And we walked down the aisle, and her seat has got two guys bigger than me on either side. And she got the middle seat, and she said, oh, I don't want to sit between two guys. I said, I don't want you to sit between two guys. Here, give me your ticket. And so I sit between these two guys, and these guys are both bigger than me. And it, oh, it's a question. She said, I'm going to see if the person back there wants to trade with you. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, that would be really good. That person wants this seat. So she goes back, and I hear from behind me, I, the, the guy that I got in, he, was, he wasn't real happy I was sitting there either. Apparently, and uh, so I had to ask him to move, and he gets up, and he was busy doing some stuff. And so I hear, Mark, Mark, and I turn around, and she says, this, this young lady will, will switch with you. And I'm like, no way. That's awesome. Praise God. So she said, yeah, she said, her husband's sitting right behind you. Oh. I said, oh, well, that's good. And right then, uh, one of the stewards come back and says, hey, uh, would you like a, the, that first class seat? And I'm, and I'm thinking like, Wow, how am I going to explain this to Janie? I'm going to be in first class. She can be stuck by a window. <laughs> and uh, they were talking to, about the person behind me. So I, and they said, sit down. You're not back there. And so, which was even cooler because while I was getting up to trade places with the girl that Janie had talked to that was going to trade places with me so she could be closer to her husband who was a seat behind me, the guy next to that guy, he was the one getting upgraded to first class. So she was able to sit next to her husband. I was able to sit next to my wife. And when I was getting out after I just gotten in and the guy was just obviously a little bit agitated at me, I said, no, you're going to really like this. And so I got out. So those two big guys had nobody between them. The one 
one guy got to sit in first class. The lady got to sit right next to her husband. And I got to sit right next to Janie. And I think it was because I asked the Lord for favor. Isn't isn't God good? I was just, I mean, and I'm sure Janie was praying the same thing. And it was just like, you know, sometimes God just does those little things to know, let you know that he's listening to you, okay? And that's really what it's all about, that you just, you, you let God be in charge and take care of stuff. Flying back, we had seats together the whole time through. It was just a beautiful situation, and God is just so, so good, and, and he's faithful. And we had a great trip. Again, we'll talk more about it uh, down the road. We've got some things that we want to introduce to the church about this, maybe later this summer, early fall, just some really cool stuff that the Lord's laid on my heart, and the uh, Lord's laid on just uh, some things that I think he wants us to do. Uh, is our right to do what God wants us to do? Is that, that's a good thing, right? And so... Seven of us believe that, so the rest of us will, will get to the altars after service and, and uh, make sure that we pray through. So, well, happy Father's Day. It's Father's Day. I, um, I got married at 19, uh, and I had uh, three children by the time I was 23, of course, with my wife, Janie. And, uh, and so I, I will be a father. Well, I've been a father for 37 years, okay? We'll be married 39 years next month or two months. Uh, and so we've been doing this thing for a while. I feel like I have some credibility in, in speaking to you about uh, being a father or a spiritual father or a spiritual lead. And so I want to talk to you about some things that I've maybe have just looked at in the scriptures and things that maybe we've done and, and tried to learn from those. And, and when I was young and, and had that stupid spirit and really didn't know what I was doing, I'm thankful for the Lord's faithfulness to me to show me some of the things that we needed to do and, and how to raise our children, how to raise our, our grandchildren, or not raise our grandchildren, but, but in, be a part of our grandchildren's life. And so, again, Marcus and Charity, if you're watching, congratulations. We're so happy to, to, for the baby and Charity doing well. We can't wait to, to meet little Judah for the first time, and we're, we're really excited. And so, uh, bow your heads. Let's pray for a second. Father, we love you so much, and you're just an awesome God, and we thank you for who you are. Uh, Lord, just as we walk through this thing over the next, you know, 15 minutes or so, I just pray, Lord, that you'd just be with us and, and just encourage us, Lord. And bless fathers here, bless spiritual fathers here, bless heads of households here, bless people, Lord, here who just are calling on your name. Thank you for who they are. In Jesus' name we pray, and everybody in agreement said, Amen. Proverbs 20, verse number seven, one of my anchor scriptures, the one that I hold on to, the righteous, and King James would say, the righteous man who walks in his integrity, blessed are his children after him. If you are a person here, preferably, or specifically a man, if you're a father or a grandfather, there is one specific way that your children can be blessed, and that's if you walk in integrity and character. It's, it's the utmost important. These, these people that want to cut corners, these people that want to cheat people, these people, they're not only causing harm on themselves, they're causing harm on their family members, their children and grandchildren. It's important that we walk and be people of integrity. Would you say amen? Would you agree with that? It's important that we become people, if we're not, of good character and upstanding. And again, there's some things that we'll, I'll walk you through today that and maybe the past hasn't been all that good. That's okay. We can flip the switch and, and move on. We have to give people a chance.
chance to change as well, okay? People that have maybe, they haven't proven it up till now, but they're making a change. Those people, that they're, they're saying, hey, I wanna, I wanna change. I wanna, I wanna be different. Okay, the proof's in the pudding, but we're gonna wipe away the past and let's move forward. But there's four things I wanna give you, four attributes of what I think is a good father. Four things that I believe the Lord showed me over the last 37 years of being a dad, and I, I wanna walk you through that. So the first one is, they leave a legacy. What, listen, this is not a choice. This is a fact. You're going to leave a legacy. Now, it could be one filled with blesses, blessings or it could be one filled with curses, but you are going to leave a legacy. Are you with me? That's important to know. However you are, that's however your kids will be, however you want to be. Now, again, there's maybe things in the past that, that people have done. I like how Jesus says in Matthew, the sixth chapter, the ninth verse, our Father, which art in heaven how he incorporates us in his legacy. Now, he doesn't say my father, which is in heaven. He says our father. He brings it to, he brings it to uh, full inclusion, okay? Like we're not a, a group of people. It's not a club. We're, we're in this thing together. And so Jesus incorporates us into his family right away. The same thing that we should do, that we're looking for this reason, this moment, this, this, this particular instance where we can incorporate now our family. And what's the legacy that you're going to leave? Joel, the first chapter in the, uh, in the third verse, talks about how uh, God is instructing Joel to tell not only this, this vision he has, but to tell to your children and then tell it to your children's children, tell it to where everybody will know. It's a form of legacy that we have and so that we can learn together. We celebrate uh, birthdays at our house and I, I do, a, Janie and I do a, a thing where we, we, we give the grandchildren $3 uh, a week uh, for that year. So it's $156. I used to give change and then we started having more grandkids and I didn't have enough change and everybody uses a debit card now so we don't ever carry cash. And so I just write checks to them and for some, pretty soon I'll just be zelling into their account. It won't even be a check. Checks are almost by the, uh, by the wayside anymore. Who doesn't have a checking account or a checkbook? Yeah, you people. Some people just use debit cards, our kids. And I think it might be just a trick. Uh, Papa, I don't have any cash on me. I'm sorry. Marcus is really good about that. I, I don't have any cash. Will you take a debit card? Marcus, it's $4.32. I'll pay it. Just don't worry about it. I'll get you back. No, you won't because you don't carry cash. <laughs> and you probably don't have a checkbook. So how are you going to get me back? It's, I think it's a ploy, but, but we, we, so we give them $3 a week for that whole year, and if they save that money until they're 62, which they probably won't, but just in case they do, $1.2 million in the bank at simple interest of 8%, which can be had because the going rate anymore is about 10% if you just join a pretty decent uh, trader's account. Long story short, what I saw when our oldest grandchild was born was that I want to leave him a legacy. And then the second one was born. Then the third one was born. Then the fourth one was born. Now the, this morning, the fifth one was born. I want to be able to leave them a legacy, not so much of what they have, 
Peter Strobel says this, and I want to read it. Legacy is not leaving something for people. It's leaving something in people. We have to have a legacy that we leave in them. So I don't want to leave them just money. I want to leave them the fact that they know how to worship, or they know how to pray, or they know how to sing. Janie talks all the time about her grandfather. We'll sit around uh, our patio, and we'll talk about Gramps, and how Gramps planted churches in, in Africa, and how Gramps pastored a church and planted a church. And now, there's a lasting legacy there. She talks about great-grandma Lola. There's a lasting legacy there. You need to leave a legacy, but that legacy is going to be left whether you want to know it or not. There's going to be a blessing or a curse. Why not make it a blessing, right? Why not decide? Choose this day, the scripture says in Deuteronomy. Do you want the blessing or do you want the curse? And not only do you want the blessing for yourself, you want that blessing to be left to those that follow you, to those that are uh, going to be your children and your grandchildren, maybe your great-grandchildren. You want that lesson, uh, lesson to be left. There's a chemist by the name of Alfred Nobel, and most people know him by name, uh, but I'll tell you the story. He's a Swiss chemist, and he created the... the uh, the chemical for dynamite. And so he became a very wealthy man. And when he, when he was up in years, uh, he read his own obituary in the paper on accident. And I'll explain that in a moment. He woke up one morning and he read about Alfred Nobel and how he was the creator of dynamite. And he was a very wealthy man. And he became very wealthy based on the death of other people. Because at the time that he read this, dynamite had killed more people than, and was more destructive than anything else other than like plague. Or, or diseases. Dynamite had killed more people. And so Alfred Nobel looked at that and he thought, I've got to change my legacy. I have to change the person I am. I can't let this be my legacy that I gained wealth because other people died. And so he made an appointment, a, a point right then and there that, that he would put all his money into uh, an annuity, an investment account, and he would use that then for, for as long as it would have until it would run out, and he created the Nobel Peace Prize. And when he created the Nobel Peace Prize, we don't really even realize that Alfred Nobel created dynamite. We just know he's the, he's the originer of the Peace Prize. And there's $200 million in that account. Every person that ever wins the Nobel Peace Prize, there's been 886 winners, gets a million dollars and a gold coin worth $1.1 million. So they each get two bits. So he's given away more money than he even accumulated due to savvy investments by the, by the account. Here's what he did. He didn't like the legacy that he was leaving, so he changed. And you might be here today and say, I don't really like the legacy that I've left behind. Why not change? Why not, why not flip the script? It's, not, it's never too late. Why not say, okay, Lord, I, I ask you to remove the past, forgive the past, forget the past. Why not move forward? But maybe you're here today and say, man, I don't, the legacy is okay. Then why not improve upon it? Why not continue to improve on the legacy that God's allowed you to leave? You are going to leave a legacy. Why not make it a good legacy? Number two, the second thing that makes a good father is they pronounce a blessing on their kids. They, they, they pronounce a blessing. In other words, you have uh, the power of death and life in your tongue, Proverbs says. So why speak death over your children? Why not speak life? In fact, the Psalmist 128 says this in the first five or six verses, a song of a sense, blessed is everyone who fears the Lord. If you fear the Lord, you're blessed and you will be blessed. Who walks in his ways? There's the second part. Not only fear God, but you got to walk in his ways. You shall eat the fruit of the labor of your hands. You shall be blessed and it shall be well with you. Okay. 
Your wife will be like a fruitful vine within your house. Your children will be like olive shoots around your, your table. Behold, thus shall the man be blessed who fears the Lord. The Lord bless you from Zion, which is a place called Beth. So God's blessings always originate in the place called Best, if we understand what we can do. How many here want to be blessed today? Say, Pastor, I want to be blessed. How many here want to be a blessing to somebody today? All right, listen, this will show you how you can both be a blessing and how you can be blessed. God says, hey, if you're blessed, if you read this psalm and act upon it, you will be blessed. May you see the prosperity of Jerusalem all the days of your life. And this is not just for people who have uh, of Hebrew descent. This is for all people because Abraham's promise was to all people and we're part of the all people in Genesis 12.1. May you see your children's children. And peace be upon Israel, Jehovah Shalom. So what's he saying in Psalm? The Psalm is a saying, if I do what God tells me to do, and I fear God, and I walk in his obedience, not only will I be blessed, my family will be blessed, my spouse, my children, my children's children. I can leave a legacy. So we pronounce a, a blessing on them. I'm reminded quickly this morning, and Marcus and Charity's uh, new son is Judah. Well, look at what the Bible says about Judah in Genesis the 49th chapter, your brothers shall praise you. you shall, your hand shall be on the neck of your enemy. Your father's son will bow down before you. Judah is a lion's cub from the prey, my son, you have gone up. He stooped down, he crouches a lion and is a lioness who dares arouse him. The scepter shall not depart from Judah nor the ruler's staff from between his feet until the tribute comes to him. Listen, now we know the lion of the tribe of Judah is Jesus Christ, but we also know that Judah was a blessed individual. Why? Sometimes because Jacob pronounced a blessing over him. It's important that we pronounce blessings over our kids. Janie and I have done that ever since we started having children 37 years ago. We told them they would be blessed. We told them that they're a blessing. We never called them stupid or idiots or, or why did I have you or any of those type of things. We, we talked about life and, it's, and giving life in them. When you pronounce blessings over your kids, not only do they benefit, you'll benefit and your child, their children will benefit as well. It's an amazing thing that we can do when we pronounce a blessing over our kids. Amen? Number three, they stand in the gap. Let me give you a quick story while we're talking about this one. Um, so we were, it was a, an Alaskan cruise, and I know you were, were praying for us. We appreciate it. Um, the weather was 50 degrees and rainy and cold. It was like a really nice, cold uh, October, November day around here. A cold September day if you live in the Midwest, you know. Uh, but it was, it, it, it was just beautiful. And so we had a couple of days at sea, and then we were at different ports. And so on Sunday, we went to a worship service in the morning on the cruise because the part of the cruise was sponsored by a, a large ministry. And so they had Danny Goku leading the, the worship. And um, it, was, it was just it was amazing. He gave his testimony and shared in about 45 minutes. And so I was up. Janie was going to get her nails done, and so I was just having a good day, and so I, I'm going to go up and work out. So while I was working out, I was between sets, and I thought, Lord, because I know our son, Andrew, he's a songwriter, and it's like our feeling, our heart is, man, other people need to sing those songs, other churches need to sing those songs. I know it's his heart, and so I said, Lord, if, if it's your, if it's your, which I don't fleece God. It's called fleecing God. I don't fleece God all the time. I hardly ever. So, Lord, but if it's your will for Andrew's music to get out there, 
let me have a, just a spontaneous meeting with, with Danny Gokey, you know. So I was sitting on the bench. I got up and looked around. No Danny Gokey, but I, <laughs> which was fine. So I sat back down, and I, I, I was praying for different people, Jenny's mama, and just different ones and working out. So afterwards, I thought, I worked out, and Janie's not here. I'm going to slip upstairs and get me an ice cream cone. I did. I did. I sure did. I, I, after my workout, I owe it to myself. I went upstairs, and the, it's like 50 degrees and windy and raining, and I'm walking across that, that pool deck with just shorts and a T-shirt on. People think I was nuts, and I thought, you think I'm going to be more nutty when I walk back with that ice cream cone because I'm getting me an ice cream cone. So, and I got an ice cream cone. I sure did. I don't feel bad about it either. I should have walked downstairs, and I didn't. For some reason, I walked back across that big pool deck, and I, and I was eating my ice cream cone, and I was coming down the stairs, and sure enough, Danny Gokey's waiting for the elevator right there. And it's like, I said, hey, Danny Gokey. And it's like, I did, like, he didn't know his name, Danny Gokey. And yeah, and I said, and he had his two kids with him. His wife's pregnant, so she didn't make the trip. I said, I did because in the morning he said, you know, how many voted for me? I was on American Idol 10 years ago, and, you know, a couple, yeah, and Janie did vote for him quite a bit because she felt, she just felt a good spirit in him, and uh, she's never voted for anybody on American Idol. I've never voted for American Idol. She did vote for him on American Idol, and I said, my wife, you said, did anybody vote for me? My wife voted for you I'm, thousands of times, I guess. I don't know how much. It was just a ton, and uh, our son writes songs, and, and what it, like, what, what's he need to do to, and so he started telling me just a couple of things, and his kids had probably a lot of sugar in them. They got the elevator, and they were bouncing up and down off the, off the deal. Dad, dad. And he said, oh, man, I'm sorry. I can't talk to you. And so he gets in the elevator and walks away, and I'm thinking half, half dejected. So, well, the Lord, you, you heard my prayer. I did have this chance encounter with Danny Gokey, and, you know, I guess I, I need to be happy. And, you know, with, if, uh, you know, when Andrew's music ever gets real popular and churches are singing it all over the world, we, in our downtown building, we're going to have a 30-day free seminar for songwriters because it's really hard for people to break into that business, and you'll have to conduct a free seminar every summer. Um, that's just part of it. That's part of the deal. And so I, I'm a little disappointed. I go back to the room. I thought, but the Lord answered my prayer, right? He like, uh, Danny Goki, there he is. And all right, so Lord, you heard my prayer. I didn't say specifically, Lord, if I could have 15 minutes with Danny Goki. I just said, Lord, if there'd be a chance meeting, and there was. So I went to the room, and I'm sitting on the balcony reading my Bible. And Jenny comes walking in, and she's on the phone, and she's telling Andrew of the story. And I'm like, I'm I'm. I haven't told her this story yet. How could she be telling Andrew my story about talking to Danny Gokey? Well, she talked to Danny Gokey in the salon for 15 minutes about Andrew. And the music. See, God hears her prayers way more than he hears my prayers. I'm totally disappointed in that fact. Like, yeah, here, I'll give you, like, you know, so, like I'm a one-talent guy, and she's like a ten-talent person. Like, God just, they're, they're, let's give this to Mark. Let's pour this out on Janie. I, what? Why is that? I, have, I mean, it's just, Lord, I, I know, all right? You bless me with her. I'll take that. But so she's, she, I, well, that's after the fact. Let me tell my story. 
And so, so check this out. It's so funny because then she's, she's talking about how, I said, well, yeah, I talked to him. And, and he said, yeah, he saw you in the elevator. <laughs> yeah, but he's talking to you for 15 minutes. He's talking to me for 15 seconds. But it was so cool because then, like, they follow each other on Instagram and all you know, and he, yeah, I'm going to listen to his music. I'm going to go back and hear all that kind of stuff. I don't know what will happen. I just know this, that when you pray blessings over your children and you stand in the gap for people, God will bless. God will bless. God will bless. My friend Marvin takes the summer off of work so he can coach 30-some ball players. You think he ain't standing in the gap for people? You, listen, whatever you do for the kingdom of God, God will bless and reward you for it. Are you with me? Whatever you do. So, I don't I think it'd be cool if Danny Goki was singing one of Andrew's songs sometime down the road, or maybe Andrew, Emily, open for him sometime. I, I don't know how God's going to do that, but all I know is I sat on that weight bench and I prayed, and then moments later I did see him, and although I didn't have a chance to talk to him, I'm not, you know, a cute blonde or whatever, but... That, that's not, the, but, but Janie had a chance to talk to him for 15 minutes, and, and at the end of it, it was just, it was a really cool experience, and, and, and I echo what Janie said earlier, in one of the services, he's a really humble uh, man of integrity, character, all those really cool things and great things. We need people that will not only pronounce blessing, but people that will stand in the gap as well. And when we, when we stand in the gap for people, okay, when we, when we, when we really stand in the gap, I, I wrote these things down, just things I, I, I thought about. Moses begged God for people. Abraham asked God for people. David sought God for people. John the Baptist introduced God to people, and Noah listened to God for people. Even though they were not attentive and wouldn't turn their hearts, he listened for them. So there, there's things that we have to do. If we can, if we can stand in the gap, Jane and I were talking, it was really funny uh, how sometimes people act and interact and react. And, and so uh, the, the organization that put on uh, our part of the, of the cruise is a really good, healthy organization. And they were making their people sing karaoke. So they knew like six weeks ahead of time what songs they were going to sing, what, how they were going to perform, what they were going to do. And like they were like, like, they were ready. They, they were prepared. They didn't have to look through the songbook. I've never sang karaoke. You wouldn't want to hear me sing karaoke. You don't want to hear me sing at all. And, and, but Janie was going to, so I said, what song do you want to sing? She said, I don't know. I'll, I'll see. I said, well, you need to sing. I mean, it's, you need to sing karaoke. It's, a, it's like a, a platform, you know? And so, uh, so people are looking through the book, and she fills out her I Will Always Love You by Whitney Houston. And it's like, and then, like, the guy says, Whitney Houston, oh man, who, who would sing Whitney Houston on a karaoke bar, not bar, not bar, <laughs> no, not that kind of bar, <laughs> it was a karaoke bar, but it wasn't that kind of bar, the organization that we had filled the, the bar up with non-alcoholic drinks, just so you're aware, and so I was disappointed, no, I'm just teasing, that was a joke, come on, play with me a little bit, and so, <laughs> and so, Janie's like first off the, off the deal, and, uh, and so they said, Whitney Houston, Janie Dolphins, and so she gets up there, and the guy, the sound man, thank you, good sound person, the sound person forgets to turn up the, the volume on the backup singing, and it's like, the music, there's no music, there's words coming across, and she starts singing, only it's, honestly, it's so good, you don't, you miss the music, so after the first line, she looks over and says, should there be 
music. And she was spot on, key-wise and everything. And like, I've never seen people get a standing ovation during karaoke. She got three standing ovations during karaoke, you know. It was just a, yeah, go ahead, give it up. It was just, it was, it was just a really proud moment for me. And I'm trying, oh, standing ovation. That's a good job, Emily. Emily got it. And so... I don't want to be prideful, but I'll be honest with you, I was, I was really proud of her. And so the guy, the MC, is like, uh, this is not the standard. This is way above the standard. You're not. And so some of the people that were, were, were doing it, we saw them later, and they were like, oh, you sang so good. And there was this one couple who saw us, and like they were making eye contact with Janie. It's like, if looks could kill, she'd be dead right now. It's like, you sing karaoke better than me. And it was just an odd type thing. Church, we're in it together, right? I mean, it's, it's, it's not, don't get mad because someone's a better karaoke singer than you are, right? I'm not mad she talked to Danny Goki longer than me, okay? Uh, it's just, we can't get mad. We, gotta, we have to stand in the gap. This is why, one of the reasons why uh, our team goes out on Thursdays. We're trying to stand in the gap with those people that maybe don't know Jesus just yet. Maybe they're in some areas where people are afraid to go into. We, we want to go into there. If you, if you know anybody, just go visit them. Knock on their door. Say, hey, you know, Jesus loves you. And you don't have to throw the Bible down their throat. Just live it in front of them. That's what it's all about. But we do, we are called to stand in the gap. Last but not least, and time's getting away, they become spiritual leaders. So here's the rundown. Again, they leave a legacy. They pronounce a blessing. They stand in the gap and they become spiritual leaders of their home or of their environment. You could be a spiritual leader in your environment. I was a spiritual leader in the, the workplace. I had a secular job until I was 40 years old before I came into ministry full-time, and I was a spiritual leader in that. And I didn't honestly didn't say a whole lot of words. They just knew my lifestyle. They knew I cared. They knew I loved God, and they honored that. And they recognized that they're, scripturally speaking, they knew they were blessed because I was employed there. And that's, that's biblical, by the way. So if you're just a follower of Christ and you love God, and you're a spiritual leader in your place of employment, your place of employment will be blessed because you're there. I promise you that will happen. It happened to me. It happens, it happens to other people as well. Well, in Deuteronomy, the, the sixth chapter, verses four through nine, we're going to read that very quickly. God instructs Israel to do something, and he tells them to do it for their own benefit. So I'm going to instruct you to do something today, and we're going to hand out. This is called a mezuzah. A mezuzah hangs above the door. On, if you're facing the door, on the door, on above the right hand of the door or the right side of the door hangs a mezuzah. And inside of it are the blessings of God. Now, we're not going to write down all the blessings. I'm going to hand you out a sheet of paper. If you haven't gotten one, there's some up here to men, heads of households, and I'll explain in a moment how we can try to get almost everyone into at least one household hand. There's a piece of paper here that says, I speak these blessings over my home. I want you to write if you want your house blessed. How do you want to bless? Do you want no quarreling? you want a good marriage? you want your kids blessed? Salvation, healing, prosperity, increase, success, the creativity? Do you want, what do you want? Write these on here. I, I, on the front of mine, or on mine, which is in here already, I have the front and the back uh, written on there because I want God's blessings on our home. The children of Israel are uh, instructed to do this. Now, I'll tell you this. Uh, 
he, uh, Jewish people make up about 1.8 or 1.9% of the earth's population, and they control 30% of the earth's wealth. They attribute it to the mezuzah. They say God's blessing is upon us if we do what he said. So let's read this, and then I've got a couple instructions for you as we close up for Father's Day. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. Again, doctrinally speaking, this is God as in position, not God as in person. So it's God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. There's three in one working totally together. They're the Godhead, we would say. So Israel is being instructed, verse number five, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your might, and with all your might. Jesus adds to that then in the Gospels, and you should love the neighbors yourself. These are the two great commandments of which the law and the prophets abide, okay? Verse number six, then he says, and these words that I command you today shall be on your heart. So there's two places we hide these things. We hide them on our heart, and then we hide them on our doorpost. Why is that? Because if it's not in the heart, it's just a matter of uh, obligation. You're just writing it down. But if it comes in your heart, now it becomes a belief system. It's something that you are talking about and you believe in. Let's move on. Verse number seven, you shall teach them diligently fathers, parents, to your children, and shall talk of them when you sit in your house, and when you walk by the way, and when you lie down, and when you rise up. Verse number eight, and you shall bind them as a sign on your hand, and they shall be as frontlets between your eyes. In other words, you are concentrating on these, this, these principles your whole time. Verse number nine, then, and you should write them on the doorposts of your house and on your gates. This is what the mezuzah is for. So you write the, the blessing. I want my house blessed in this way. So I'm asking you all to stand right where you're at. And for now, anyways, let's do this. If you are a, a father or if you are a, a man, and you're the head of your household, I want you in just a moment to come forward. Worship team's gonna come back and we're gonna pray over you. I have a, a, a blessing that we're gonna pray scripturally. If, you're, if afterwards, if there's any left and you're like a head of household or you're a single person and you, you, and you own a home or whatever, you can get one of these and you can, you can, uh, you can put it up. Now, Janie and I do this. We had one in uh, our houses and our house was considerably blessed and we have this one that will hang above our door uh, that we'll put on our house. And, and the reason I say that is because when we were young and married, and I didn't really know what exactly to do, I knew to go to the scriptures. The scriptures identify for us what needs to be done. There's, there's no magic in it. There's only obedience in it. And if we walk in obedience and believe in our heart, then the things that you write in that on that blessing sheet, I believe God will allow them to come to pass in your life. Again, if you want salvation for kids, if you want healing, if you want protection. In my, on mine, I've written protection around our house. I've written uh, getting away from any curses. I've written uh, blessings of finance and prosperity, peace and joy, success, intimacy with God, favor, all those things you can write. Whatever the Lord petitions you or you puts on your heart, you can write down. So if you're, if you're a man, head of household, if you're a father, a spiritual father, come up today right now and grab one of these and grab a sheet of paper if you don't have one. And then, yeah, oh, I'm sorry, yeah. So they open, by the way. Okay, so grab a sheet of paper and then, and grab the mezuzah, stay up here, just move aside so other people, but stay up here because we wanna pray a blessing over you. So they open, you're going to write on the paper today or tomorrow or when you get home, and then put that paper in the mezuzah, put the cover on it, grab yourself two nails, 
put it above your doorpost on the right-hand side or on the right-hand side of your doorpost. And it's important on the position because the right hand, Janie said this really cool on, the, uh, uh, on, on Mother's Day, the right hand is where all the power is at. The right hand is where all the authority is at. So God said, would instruct them, put them on the right hand of the doorpost. Put them on the right hand of the lintel. So if you come in and grab one, grab a sheet of paper, move in and move out. Just keep coming. I'm gonna, I'm gonna write, or I'm gonna pray a blessing over you out of Ephesians, out of the Ephesians, the third chapter, one that Paul, and this was a blessing from Paul. So then stay up here. Once you get it, stay up here. And I want you to concentrate on those, on the blessings. I want you to concentrate on what God is saying and what God is doing. I want you to concentrate on, God, how do you want my house blessed? What are some of the things that I can do? I promise you, I promise you, promise you, promise you, God will hearken this to this if you believe in your heart that what God is doing is sure and true. And so in Ephesians, Paul writes this, according to the riches of his glory, he may grant you to be strong with power through his spirit and inner being so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith that you being rooted and grounded in love may have strength to comprehend with all the saints that is the breadth and the length and the height and the depth to know the love of Christ that surpasses knowledge that you may be filled with all the fullness of God. Now, to him who is able to do far more abundantly than all that we ask or think according to the power that works within us. So the power that works within you is writing it down. How many knows God can do even more, right? He's able to do even more abundantly. So you write it down. You, you say, okay, God, here's the blessings I want over my house. And just like Alfred Nobel, maybe, just maybe, the first, what, how many every years haven't been so good? Flip the switch. Now you're starting to work for the Lord. Now you start to do things right. So you take this, raise up your mezuzah right now. And if you're here after service and you have a, you know, if you're a head of house or if you're, you have, you own a home or whatever, you want to come up and give them. We don't want to discount anybody. I think we have enough here for, for each family. Okay. Don't, don't take three for your family members. Just grab one here for yourself, but raise up your mezuzah. Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord, the words we've written on here, Father. Lord, the blessings that we ask for over our home, over our finances, over our children, over our family, over our, our community, over our church, over our loved ones. Father, the, the blessings we have here of legacy, Lord, the blessings we have here of pronunciation, proclamation, the, the blessings we have here of standing in the gap, the blessings we have here of knowing what to do, Lord. We pray right now, God, that you've grafted us in. Lord, we know we're a part of you. We know we're a part of this. We pray right now in Jesus' name, Lord, that you would, as the word are spoken and written here, Lord, that you would honor, Lord, our hearts, Lord, that as we speak from our heart, you would know, Father, Lord, and you would see it. So we speak blessings upon our homes. We pray a hedge of protection and a shield of favor, oh God. We pray in the name of Jesus, Lord, you pour out a double portion, oh God, over people today. You pour out a double portion over their kids, over their legacy, over what they leave behind. Father, it's instructional, God, but it's from you, Lord, and so we speak that right now. We claim that right now. We thank you in advance for right now that you rebuke sickness in the name of Jesus. Lord, you give us health. You rebuke poverty in the name of Jesus. You give us wealth, Father. Lord, you rebuke the enemy right now in the name of Jesus. You give us your comfort and your word. We speak that and we ask it, Father Lord, in Jesus' name and we declare it to be so and everybody in agreement said, Amen. Let's worship one song. Give the Lord a shout of praise. God bless you this morning. Happy Father's Day.
today all the guys are coming up heads of households and they're holding up whatever that thing is called yeah it's mezuzah hey okay i keep hearing reports every day got one this morning they gave their key away their marriage their their daughter was getting a divorce and it was over and she said wait you gotta get this key and so she gets the key she's but now i need a key now her daughter's back together they're doing incredible my niece went to her mom and said we're getting a divorce it's over i'm finished with this guy and she said wait you got to watch aunt janie's message and then you got to get the key they're together they're doing incredible the act wasn't in the key the act was in you coming up and getting this thing and holding it up and declaring a blessing over your house so that's the act it's not the magic in the key or the thing yes it's a really hard word for some of us the act is in obedience and that that's where your blessing that's where your miracle comes from it's the same thing with pastor praying that you know he could just get a word with Danny this week at the conference and then I was able to get talk to him a little more and just like you have the opportunity now to do something else with helping Drew's music get out there 
How many have a smartphone? Oh, look at that. Not everybody. That's unusual. Okay. Most people have smartphones, but Drew, tell us how we can get your new song. Yeah, there's a new song co-wrote by you. Well. Uh, co-write. Co-write. Way to go. Uh, yeah, just Grace Music, GRC, Space MSC on Apple Music, Spotify, wherever you listen to music. Deezer. <laughs> wherever you listen to music. Yeah. Uh, and the song's called Promise. came out on Friday. So, yeah. Yeah. So, if you go get that, you can be like Danny Goki and help us out. So, go download it, go listen to it, stream it, listen to it over and over. But it's a great song and it's a promise and it was written over the Cherokee Nation. So that's originally what it was about, over the promise that God has over Cherokee. And it talks about there's a trail, and that was the trail of tears, and that you're not over, it's not finished. God still has blessing. God still has a promise, just like what Pastor's telling you today. Over your house, declare a promise, declare a blessing over your situation, and then rejoice in it. And we have a rock star in the house this morning. I'm excited. I can never say his name. Can you say it? Janir. Janir's back in town. Whoa, whoa. He was here with us last year with the baseball. God has big things. God has promises. And he has stood on that since last year. I remember last year we talked and he said, God's grace. Pastor preached an amazing message on grace, which means favor, that you can declare favor over your ministry, your job, your family, your relationship. Favor over your baseball career that's about to take off, favor over your music career that's about to take off, favor over your jobs, whatever it is, declare it, declare that blessing because all of God's promises are what? Only if we receive it and only if we walk in it. We can choose to say, yeah, I'll receive a blessing. But when you really say, I receive it, I'm going to put it up, I'm going to declare it over my family, my children, my home, that's when God can work because that puts your feet, faith and your feet to work, put your key together, and that's where faith happens, and that's where miracles take place. Amen? All right. Um, a little issue. We're having some issues with the bathroom, so the bathrooms are closed. Might be what's going on. And VBS, what about it? It's flooding the basement. So we'll just pray that we get a good plumber. Daryl is a good plumber. Chip? No. No, I'm getting a point. So Daryl's going to take care of it. Daryl kind of been taking care of stuff. Daryl's fixing it, so we're not going to worry about it, but just go home real quick if you got to go potty. Can't help you there. Getting another word? We're good to go. Never mind that. Okay, let me bless you. Father, we love you. We bless you. We thank you that you are a good father. We thank you that you have given us good gifts. And we receive the blessing, Lord, today that you have given to our pastor to speak over our church and our, our body, Lord, and every person on watching, Lord. We thank you, God, that you are doing a great and a mighty thing in our lives. We give you all the glory, all the praise in Jesus' name. Happy Father. Thank you for joining us for today's service. If God is impacting your life through this ministry, join us in reaching others by investing today. You can give at www.gracechurch.tv give or by downloading the app and select give. We can't wait to see you next week.
Thank you for joining us for today's service. If God is impacting your life through this ministry, join us in reaching others by investing today. You can give at www.gracechurch.tv give or by downloading the app and select give. We can't wait to see you next week.